Hey there, this is Mike and you're listening to Feeling Twisty. I'm really glad you're here. A friend of mine asked me the other day, you talk about the power of imagination all the time. Why didn't you imagine Hurricane Laura moving away from your city? Why didn't you imagine it going elsewhere or dissipating? I'll answer that in a few minutes. First, I want to describe a couple of things from earlier today. I've mentioned that we're staying with my niece in another city since the storm. Well, this week I need to be back in Lake Charles for a few days. And as of this morning, there wasn't a place for me to stay, not where I can stay with Kim and be comfortable. I did the only thing I knew to do, the only thing I know to do, and I turned within. So what do I want? I don't want to sleep on a cot or a sleeping bag. I want air conditioning, and I want to be comfortable, and I want to be with Kim. So while lying on my bed in this house, I imagined I'm lying on a bed in Lake Charles with Kim lying next to me with the feeling of, ah, this is nice. I knew in that moment, just took a moment, that it was done. About 20 minutes later, Kim called me to tell me there's an empty house, a very nice house. It's a beautiful house with power and water where we can stay for the next few days. And it worked out perfectly for us. A little later, I called the only cleaners in the small town where we're staying. I have bags and bags, large bags, big uh, drum liners, those big hefty bags, full of clothes that we pulled out of our house to be laundered. And I'll have more bags of clothing when I return from Lake Charles in a few days. This is my only day to get those seven or eight bags of clothes to the cleaners. If I didn't get them to the cleaners today, it would be next week before I'd be able to do that. The woman on the phone told me they closed today and every day at 2 p.m. I checked my phone, the time on my phone when I was talking to her. At that point, it was 1.30. I had 30 minutes to get there. The only problem was that I don't have a car here. All of our vehicles are in Lake Charles today. So my niece is the only transportation I have today. And she wasn't home at the moment. She'd been gone for a couple of hours running errands in uh, another city about a half hour away. I had no idea when she'd be back. I knew today was the day and I wanted to get those clothes to the cleaner today. So I told Peggy, that's the woman from the cleaners, that I'd be there by two today. I didn't create a scene or do anything other than assume that I'd get the damp and dirty clothes to the cleaners today, before two. I didn't give it another thought. I sat back in my chair and started thinking about what I talk about on today's episode. At 1.48, my niece walks in, and we were able to get all the bags of, of clothes to the cleaners in time. The point I'm wanting to make here is has nothing to do with a place to sleep or dirty laundry. I told you that to try to show you how I live my life. My actions in those situations didn't come after spending time fretting over it, wondering what I should do, what technique would work better, or looking for a video on how to handle 
sleeping in uh, situations or dirty laundry. I don't know. I'm sure there are videos out there from some teachers. <laughs> I just did them. It was an automatic action on my part. Thinking about where I'd like to sleep, I imagined I'm next to Kim, comfortable and relaxed and thrilled that we're staying in such a lovely place. And with the cleaners, I just decided while I was on the phone with the woman that I'd be there before they close. You might say I didn't know how close my niece was returning home and that I just got lucky. Well, I don't believe in luck and I don't believe in coincidences. I cannot experience anything other than the results of my state of consciousness. You can do this too. You are doing this. You're imagining up your life all the time, automatically. For me, though, the fear and worry were usually the things that came up automatically when presented with the situation and imagining something different and better was difficult. I would make it such a production. Notice that both of my stories had a time frame on them. I needed to find a place to stay and wanted a comfortable place where Kim can be with me and not just in the same room on an air mattress several feet away. And I didn't want to be on an air mattress. I wanted to be on a comfortable bed. And it had to be done by tomorrow before I get to town. And with the cleaners, I had a 30-minute window. 30 minutes. I didn't get my hands dirty messing with the details. I assumed it was done in both cases, and I went on with my day. So back to the question from my friend. You might be wondering the same thing. Why didn't Mike imagine something different with the hurricane? The simplest answer I can give you is I saw no need. I had no desire to change anything. Everything is perfect. It really is. I have no regrets or doubts. I had no desire to change it. And I'm not saying that, you know, in that old cliche way, oh, everything is perfect in spite of the misery and trials God is giving me. Oh, thank you, Lord. He only will give you what you can handle. When you fall down, pick yourself back up. And that's not what I'm talking about. I mean, everything is perfect the way it is. Since the storm, I've gotten to have so many wonderful conversations with my niece and many other people, strangers. They're not strangers anymore, but people I've met. My niece, you might recall, lost her fiancé just a week before the storm. She had stayed with us for several days until the funeral, and the day she was packing up to leave our house, which was actually the day before the hurricane hit, <laughs> I remember wishing we could spend more time together. I wanted to be there and talk with her and talk with her about the truth of who we really are and about how there is no death, even when someone leaves our little time frame, our little span of time. I wanted to really get in deep with her and talk with her about it. And that's exactly what's happened. And I have many, many states I've fertilized, lovely states. And my house being so-called unlivable at the moment doesn't matter because I know it's a part of at least one, probably several different bridges of incidents bringing me to my, uh, the fulfillment of my wishes. I've gotten to do my feeling twisty thing all over the place, all over South Louisiana. 
And that's what I love to do. Talk about what Neville calls the law and the promise. And imagining lovingly for others as I go. I've had more opportunities to talk about that since the storm than I had prior to the storm. And from the day we evacuated, as we were driving along the highway, I thought, oh, this is going to make some great stories for feeling twisty. I can't wait to share what I'm experiencing and what I'm getting to talk about with others with you. I wouldn't change a thing. I know that nothing can ever be done to me, and I'm thrilled at this little adventure. Someone asked me if I need anything. They wanted to send me money or anything else I might need. I told that person, as I've told several others that have asked, thank you, but I don't need anything. What can I tell someone who asks me that, knowing the vastness of I am? That's who I am. And that's who you are. I love you. This is Feeling Twisty.